Hello, this is Byron TGI Friday, and welcome to sober-coach.com, that's sober-coach.com, and uh, this is my audio journal, I'm driving home with my friend, you want to say something Chuck? Ch uh, Chuck's just shaking his head, he, he doesn't want to be a part of it, he's not in recovery, thank God. Anyway, uh, today I'm recording a audio journal and it has a very specific purpose. There's a purpose why I'm recording this on my way home from work. Is that I'm reflecting back when I was trying to get sober. And I was in a constant battle every day on my way home from work. I had been thinking about trying to get sober but I was in a battle and I would I was not able to basically um, do it myself and what one of my battles was is that um, you know mentally I did not want to drink I wanted to be sober but yet I was addicted to alcohol and what my battle was every day on my way home I don't want to drink, I don't want to drink, I don't want to drink. However, the addiction and the, the compulsion to drink um, overrides any will, any willingness that I had. And so the last part of the battle that put the nail in the coffin in my ability not to get sober and stay sober is that on my way home is where I buy alcohol. And so what my big battle was, I'm not going to stop and get alcohol. I'm not going to stop and get alcohol. It was from the time I left work to the time that was pack, passing the liquor store or the 7-Eleven. It was a constant battle. And uh, basically for a couple years, a couple years uh, with that battle. And so... Here's the thing, is that today, I've been sober since December 30th, 2014. And I'm, I drive this, this drive, the same drive a few times a week at the same time. And so, the way I feel today, now that I've got a couple of years of sobriety, and that, that compulsion, that addiction is no longer with me, you know, it's amazing that 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 I've managed to make the commitment that you know what I'm gonna get sober, and I did. I took the steps that I need to get sober, and that will be for another purpose. That will be for another podcast. That will be for another lesson that I post on the website. But my emphasis here is just sharing a couple of insights on how a person like me who wanted to get sober but couldn't and what were the contributing factors what were the reasons why I could not get sober and so what I I'll, let me do a, a brief summary of what I just said is that when the addiction has you the addiction has you the monkey's on your back and what would have made a difference for me that I didn't understand then is that I relied on going to some 12-step meetings, 
I didn't go to 12-step meetings every day, but the 12-step meetings that I went to, when I reached out for help and I identified as a newcomer, I didn't have anyone step up to the plate and offer me um, help. As a newcomer, I was at 12-step meetings. I accepted newcomerships, and no one ever stepped up and said, hey, do you need some help? Because if someone would have stepped up to the plate and said, hey, do you need some help? I would have gladly said, yes, I want help. I'm willing. I want to beat this. But that never happened. So here's a big picture observation. Here's a wisdom, very, very, very important wisdom that I now understand. Is that when you want to get sober, when you're addicted, whether it's drugs or alcohol, this is a vitally important distinction for, for parents and addicts addicts and alcohols, alcoholics to understand. You have to go to detox. Trying to white knuckle it and go cold turkey by yourself, especially when you're um, you when you're not experienced, you gotta go to detox. You need to get help. You need treatment. The suggestion is you go to detox and then you go to treatment, then you go to sober living. And then you transition into independent living and you do your 12 steps. uh, You do your 12 step program over long term and then you recover. You beat your addiction one day at a time, slowly but surely. So that's the bottom line. Now, here's what I will share with you is that today I'm actually at the point where. I've what you call surrendered. Surrendered, the word surrendered didn't have that much impact on me. And it doesn't have that much impact on me today. But essentially, what the word surrendered means, it's an abbreviated way of saying, I'm done. I no longer am willing to go through the process of relapsing and spending months trying to get sober because anyone that's gone through the process multiple times of getting sober whatever whatever it is a few months or a couple years the whole process is arduous it's painful it's frustrating and it's just un, it's it's undesirable and there's one vitally important distinction here is that living with addiction your life is so discontent and you're so miserable when you're at, when you're addicted and when you're not addicted and you're in your recovery and you're you're starting to get to where your brain is functioning again you know you're really so much more content in life so i had to stress to the point that the people that get sober when they surrender they're saying that okay I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done. I'm not willing to relapse and go through that whole process. And so, therefore, once you may have made that commitment to yourself, and you've made that—I uh, don't want to—I don't know if you say proclamation, but if you made that commitment to you know yourself and the people in your life you have people in your life that are, uh, know about your recovery and your addiction, then that is when, and I lost my train of thought a little bit here, I'll try to pick, I'll try to pick it back up where I was, 
then you're at a point where you are able and willing to overcome your addiction. Because you, you finally got to get to that point, okay, where you're finito, you're done. The people that think that, you know, uh, yeah, I can, I, I'll go ahead and get loaded and I'm willing to go through that whole process of uh, trying to get sober once again. You know, that's that's just how it is. The, the re, here's, let me try to come up with maybe one or two more things and then I'll, I'll, I need to wrap this thing up because I might be boring some of you. Is that there needs to become a time when in your addiction, whether it's drugs or alcohol, where you you gain clarity and you gain clarity that you know what the true nature of it, what addiction is that you can't beat it and that <coughs> the only way to overcome it long term is to absolutely understand that you're unwilling to go through the process of relapsing and spending months trying to get sober again it's just an arduous miserable process it's just terrible so that's, you know, in conclusion, that's, you know, really what it takes. But, and one of the reasons, um, one of the main reasons why I'm doing this podcast and why I've started SoberCoaching.com is for many different reasons. But, number one, it's selfish for me because I've known that I have a short memory and people have short memories and that. Here's what happens. If you're new in sobriety, if you're new in recovery, here's what happens. Typically what happens, this is vitally important to understand. If you're a veteran in addiction recovery, you will understand what I'm talking about. Here's typically the routine that someone goes through when getting sober. They relapse or their lives have become unmanageable. They end up in treatment or sober living because their lives are unmanageable and they need to be institutionalized to get their lives back. Simple. It's called treatment, it's called rehab. Then what happens is the individual completes treatment, TC, treatment complete, then goes to the sober living. Typically, a stay in sober living will be a month, six months, a year, sometimes multiple years. And then, the individual transition into independent living and what's encouraged then by their treatment center is to continue what's called aftercare where you have a relationship with the treatment center and you follow their aftercare advice you care, you follow their directions and they provide you with, with a blueprint and a track to run on for aftercare so that you can stay proactively and intentionally on your road to recovery and ultimately rehabilitating your life. But here's what happens is the the the, the routines and the things that you learn about um, gaining your stability in your life that you learn in treatment and sober living, which is basically just being a functioning um, adult, 
where you're 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 living a responsible life as a functioning adult and because you're not getting loaded you're being responsible you're being accountable you know you're doing chores at home you're paying your bills you're showing up at work on time and you're being a responsible adult well here's what typically happens when someone transitions from sober living to independent living is that they go right back to their old way of life they get lazy and they do not implement what they learned in treatment in the sober living in the 12-step meetings uh, with their sponsors and they go back to their old way and here's what happens this is a vitally vitally important distinction something in, that every addict needs to understand is that we have short-term memories and we have long-term memories and the part of our brain that remembers a relapse uh, is not a strength of the human and what happens is that we forget the incidents or incident that brought us in to addiction recovery treatment whether you know it's a DUI or your family intervention or you voluntarily went into uh, addiction recovery treatment people forget about what led them into treatment and addiction recovery in the first place it gets wiped from the memory totally wiped from the memory and then what happens slowly but surely that compulsion and that obsession for the addict or alcoholic to get loaded returns and therefore and therefore the attic relapses and here's a vital um, I keep saying vitally dis, uh, important distinction but it is the relapse process is when it's kind of like you got amnesia some people spent hundreds of thousands of dollars for a year of treatment and sober living and they get amnesia and they forget they get they get the they go into relapse mode because they've been triggered a trigger whatever that form is if you if you've been in addiction if you've been in treatment or you if you've been in 12 steps you know what a trigger is once that trigger um here what i'm what i'm uh uh explaining right now is the is analysis or the anatomy of a relapse okay just to keep this conversation or this lecture or this uh, journal on track so you understand where I'm headed so the process of what happens when the when the relapse happens is that the addict loses con loses conscious contact and memory of what led them into addiction recovery and they get what's called the efforts the F word, efforts. And what that is, they say effort. I need to get loaded because I want to get rid of this pain. I want to get rid of this discontent feeling that I have. And I know that if I go get alcohol or my drug of choice, this discontent feeling will go away. And the part about the effort is that despite what may be catastrophic consequences, 
when I, and you know what the catastrophic consequences that I'm talking about are. Some people, when they drink one or two drinks, they go into a blackout and they get behind the wheel of a car and they end up getting a DUI. So, essentially, what happens when, a, uh, when, when an addict or an alcoholic goes into relapse mode is they get the efforts efforts and they get amnesia and their entire addiction recovery process is wiped away from their memory and they go ahead and relapse and they, here's what the family members don't understand it's like we just spent a year process of helping my son or daughter or wife or husband or cousin or family member or friend Hundreds of thousands of dollars spent. And they went and relapsed again. Why did they relapse? Here's an important understanding about addiction that I've discovered. Which many people don't understand. is And what I just described. How addiction works is that when you get that compulsion. When you get that obsession that you need to medicate. And then you want to get out of that pain that you're in. Whatever pain. If it's frustration if it's anxiety and stress and emotional, or if it's just a discontent that you have, is when the, that, those, the, the efforts and that obsession to use are triggered, the, the, the brain automatically dis, disconnects and goes, and, and goes into amnesia mode, and your short-term and long-term memory is completely wiped away. And despite the consequences, Despite maybe that you got a test tomorrow because you're on probation or you're on pro parole, because of that amnesia, you'll forget everything, everything, and you'll go pick up. And that's why they say that addiction and alcoholism is cunning because it sneaks up on you. And people, what I just explained, people don't understand. They just don't understand. Anyway, um... I think I wrap. I, I pretty much wrapped it up. This is Byron TGI Friday. I'm on my on this post. I will include the websites, uh, my websites, my social media links, etc. I offer premium addiction recovery services and consulting. Please reach out to me if you're an addict or an alcoholic. I do offer free. I answer your questions free. Just leave a, a, a post on social media or on the website where you listen to this. I am an addict. I have recovered. I have learned how. Now I'm sharing my lessons.